Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Johnny B, and we're back here for week four of DFS with Fields of Fantasy. Three weeks in now, and of course, that means we've had three champions, one of them being myself. Get in. Thank you very much for all your fivers. Much appreciated. But I've reinvested it into the pod, so I've not just taken your money. I've reinvested it into some new headphones, so hopefully my audio is better. And of course, we had a very, very exciting week last week, and our DFS expert, Riku, is with us to take you through the overview and the review of this week and last week. Thanks. Uh, last week, we had a very exciting week, super high scoring, uh, lots of teams getting over 200 points. Uh, the skeleton key for the slate was the Bills D, scoring 33 points. Um, but generally, we had lots of high scoring uh, points in games that we expected to be high scoring. So that Vikings against Chargers game, uh, we had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Cousins and Jefferson all going off uh, for big scores. Uh, the one that did disappoint in that game was Josh Kelly, who was probably the most highest done running back, went for just under two points, I think, in total. Um, we also had some high-scoring individual scores, particularly from the Miami Dolphins, where the running backs combined for over 100 points, uh, and also Tyreek went nuts. So I think last week uh, was a week where a lot of the things that we discuss on this pod hit, so the highest scoring games ended up being the highest scoring games. We also had weather concerns in some spots where, uh, like the Bills, where there was potential to be very high scoring. So, uh, however, looking at the week ahead, uh, we have really interesting slate. Again, uh, we have one game that tops the Vegas point totals compared to the other games. That is, of course, the Bills against the Dolphins. The Bills playing at home. Two and a half point favorites. Uh, that's a 53.5 points. Uh, the other games that will be of interest are the Chargers against the Dowie's Raiders at 47 and a half points. Uh, let's see how many of those will be against the uh, Pat Graham's defense. I imagine quite a few, with the Chargers being five and a half point favorites. And a couple of other games were calling out the Bears against the Broncos. So Two of the worst defences, arguably, in the NFL, playing against each other. That's at 46 points, with the Broncos being away favourites uh, at minus two. And also uh, the Panthers against the Vikings. So let's see if uh, Andy Dalton, who scored very well in DFS last week, is under centre. Again, that's uh, at 45 and a half points, uh, with the Vikings being favourites by three and a half points. So a very interesting slate, lots of interesting games. Similar to last week, one game where which is head and shoulders above all the others. However, the pricing in that game is very tight. So if you're going to play that game with Tyreek uh, and Diggs and let's say Bills, uh, let's say you play that with uh, Allen or with Tua, you're going to struggle to put in a lot of other stuff in your line lineup. So uh, super interesting week. Definitely is, and it'd be interesting if this week can follow anywhere near last week because it was completely mad. And I believe even second place last week would have actually managed to win any week from last season's uh, DFS contests in our league, and it would have also won any of the first three this week, apart from 
this week because I got number one. Anyway, Dowie, you are up with quarterbacks. Where are you going this week? So, for me, I don't think the Bills and Dolphins is a high-scoring game. I think the Chargers and Raiders will be. It is always notoriously a high-scoring game. So, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert, 7,600. He's coming off a monster game of 405 yards and three touchdowns. He made 40 or 47 passes. And he's playing Pat Graham's defence, who has made no stops. No interceptions or no turnovers this season. It's just one of these high ceiling games for Herbert, which I think everything he throws, he makes. There lots of touchdowns. I do think Raiders will score well as well, so I do expect it to be a shootout. So I think Herbert, 7,600, is the boy. If I'm going to try and save a bit of money, Big Cut Brock, 5,900. He's having a great season. The 49ers are probably looking the best team in the in the NFL at the minute. He has actually only averaged one point less than Allen and Hurts this season, and he's much cheaper priced. He's a solid quarterback who will score you 20 points. He's got a much lower ceiling than the other boys, but if you want to save money at the quarterback position but still score consistently, I think Brock Purdy is probably the guy. Yeah, I agree. I don't see the uh, Miami-Buffalo game as a particularly high scorer, and I think it's two very good defences that are going to keep it as a low score. This week for myself, uh, I've got two options. Like you, um, I think the Chargers versus Vegas is going to be probably one to aim at this week. You get some nice stacks within it. A cheap option, you know, Jimmy G is a good option. Obviously, as long as he actually passes the concussion protocol. Proved it last week. And I think you can prove it again uh, this week because the Chargers are literally the worst defense so far this season against quarterbacks. Um, and in just in general, like how people have still got jobs at the Chargers, I've got no idea. It's horrendous. That offense is it, it, ruined by the defense. And I can see Vegas, you know, even if Chargers manage to put up some points early, Vegas are going to chase after it. Jimmy G, easy decision for me at 5,300 could be the way to unlock a lot of talent elsewhere in your team. Hurts, though, if you want to go big, I'm going Hurts out of the three, personally. Um, Herbert could have a good week, obviously, against Vegas, but I quite like Hurts. Washington, they conceded 23 points to Josh Allen last week, and I think it would be at least that for Jalen Hurts, personally, um, this week, too. They've been pretty poor against wide receivers, so they you know stacks to be found there as well. But they've also... One of six teams to so far this season to conceded at least 30 yards rushing to quarterbacks. So we know Jalen Hurts, rushing quarterback, could easily have success there against that uh, Washington defence. So that's my quarterbacks. What about yourself, Riku? Where do you think you're going? Yeah, I'll go I'll go to the well of uh, Joe Burrow at 6,500 against Titans. Uh, Titans are past final defence. Very hard to run against. Uh, last night uh, against the Rams, Joe Burrow threw the ball 49 times, 26 completions for five for 259 yards and one interception. So he didn't play particularly well. But given that Joe Burrow's priced uh, at such a low price, so you know he's priced around the same range as Justin Fields and uh, Dak Prescott. So I think we're probably going to gain the cheapest that we will, and there will be a week when he's. Uh, calf injury improves and this might be the week and rather be too early for Joe Burrow than 
wait until it proves it. So this week I'll be looking at Joe Burrow because he's playing the best matchup he'll have all season against that Titans uh, pass uh, final defense. The other quarterback I like, the cheap option, and again, I feel a bit gross saying this, is Ross Wilson uh, against uh, the Bears. Uh, 5,800. So he's priced around the same range as Brock Purdy, Stafford, CJ Stroud. Uh, the charge, I mean, the Broncos will have to prove something this week and they really need this win. I think this is a perfect matchup. And given that Ross is very good in throwing the ball deep, I could see uh, the Broncos looking to air the ball out. The one thing the Bears defense is half decent is run stopping. So, you know, that Ross, Marvin Mims Jr., Jerry Judy passes, uh, makes a lot of sense this week, particularly if you're shopping in the bargain basement. And I think if Ross doesn't perform well this week, we could be looking at Jared Stetham starting in a few weeks. So I think this is an important game for us, important game for the Broncos, and they matched against a team that Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey put up 41 points in just under three quarters. Yeah, that's a great price on Joe Burrow. I, I didn't. I actually must have missed that on my list because that's very cheap. So yeah, I like like Burrow. I'll never have Russ cooking for me, so he won't make the team. Ross yeah, you, is don't, you don't like stuff cooked on a bunch of Bernadier, Dowie. Yeah, and, and yeah, Joe Burrow definitely extremely well priced this week. Um, and you know, if the Bengals hadn't started as slow as they had, he wouldn't be anywhere near as cheap as that is. Bengals notorious for starting that slow with some you know easier opposition this week. You would have thought so. Hopefully, uh, they can get back on track, and Joe Burrow could be a way again to unlock some talent in your team while still having some potential top quality as a quarterback. Moving on to running backs then, I'm going to start you off with Mr. Obvious on the card, uh, CMC. Um, obviously, he has that big fat price that goes with it, but Arizona is still crap. They may have stopped um, Dallas, but to be honest, I watched the first half. I um, didn't watch it all, but they looked more like the, the play calling for Dallas was much to blame as it was for for Arizona's defence at stopping Dallas. So I wouldn't be surprised if CMC does Rex absolute havoc against Arizona Cardinals. Um, and it's just an easy one. 26th rank against um, the position as well, Arizona. So easy, peasy, lemon, squeezy. Quick mention also, if Eckler is fit, um, I know it, it does say he should be hopeful to play against the Raiders. With Mike Williams gone, he's number one receiver anyway. And with Mike Williams as probably more volume and they're going to have to rely on him more if he's fit. If he's not, there's probably other options uh, within the team to get some volume. But um, my other running back that I like this week is actually Javante Williams. Uh, that's my cheaper-ish option. It's only 5,500. Had a bit of a slow start, but he's playing against Chicago, who probably are worse than the Arizona Cardinals. 31st against the uh, the position. It's just a very, very easy matchup. You saw what running backs have done against Chicago so far this season. And I think Javante's time to fly is this week. So whereabouts are you going then, Dowie? Well, you know, I won't go into it too much. I think if you're going to spend money, CMC is the obvious choice. You know, I think you can look at most slates every week and go CMC and he'll score you 20 to 30 yeah. points. 
Um, so the other running back I have is Matterson at 5,800. Coming off 20 carries, 93 yards, five receptions for 32 yards. That is excellent usage. Now, I don't see this being a shootout like the Vikings charge a game. I would think the Vikings can get a good lead against the Panthers and then run and establish the run. We've seen what Kenneth Walker did to the uh, Panthers run. So I quite like it. I'm not too sure the Cam Akers situation, if he's still injured or not. But I don't see him being an issue this week. So I think Madison's usage will be um a big key this week. And I like him at 5,800. Interesting. Interesting. What about yourself, Riku? Where do you think you're going to go running back this week? Yeah, I, I think obviously CMC is an obvious one. But uh, moving on from that one, I actually like Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, the Chargers are run funnel defence. They've been terrible against the run uh, for the past three weeks and even last season. I think the best part for the Raiders to win the game is by pounding the rock on the ground and not allowing the defence uh, to play as much as possible. So I think everyone's going to be really down on Josh Jacobs. He's had a few bad weeks, but he didn't have much of a preseason. So I think this could be really a turning point. I know for the price, uh, it's quite risky. I mean, it can tank your lineup. But I've always had this rule for the last year or so, one of Jacobs or Adams. So one of them does tend to score 30 points uh, each week. So I think this could be a good uh, Josh Jacobs week. Uh, so I'm willing to take the risk at 7,100 against Chargers. The other cheap running back I have is Swift, who's 5,700. We've seen him have two back-to-back 100-yard-plus -back, uh, games with a few targets sprinkled in. Uh, everybody's scared of that Washington commander's uh, defensive line. However, the Bills put 175 yards or more on the ground against them last week. So I don't think, as a run defense, that's as scary. And I think Swift, if he comes in lower price, uh, well, lower owned than some of the others, you know, he's the clear workhorse in that team and they do like to run the ball. So I could see Swift breaking for a few long touchdowns. Uh, and I think for that price, I prefer him to, say, Miles Sanders, uh, Rashid Rashad White or Brian Robinson. I do like the Matheson option, but I do think that he'll be high owned. So I think Swift is a nice pair of play. I can see a lot of people shine away from that matchup. Yeah, I really like the Swift pick. He was one on my list before we made our picks. Um, so, yeah, I think Swift is... We've always seen the talent, haven't we, with him at the Lions? It's just... Yeah. He has that run, gets his injury, and then the Lions never seem to like him again. Um, but, yeah, I like Swift. Jacobs is an interesting one because against the Steelers, even though he didn't have the best of games, you've seen that bit of juice in his leg, so... Maybe the rustiness is coming off him now. And hopefully, for me, he has one of them games. But, yeah, that's an interesting pick. Who's going to who's gonna dare to go back to Joshua Kelly at 5,300 uh, if Eckler isn't playing? I don't think I've got the stones for that. Even against the Raiders, D, with Pat Graham? Yeah. I reckon you could probably run 100 yards on a Pat Graham defence. <laughs> I, th I think I'd rather if I was going to go Chargers and Eckler wasn't playing I'd rather take a punt on 3,700 Johnston because he's got to get involved otherwise who else are they passing it to apart from Parham um, I mean oh, well I've got Parham. my pick on this let's move to wide receiver then if we're going to be going on to this oh, yeah okay that. I think Riku's going to start with wide receivers for us yeah happy to um, so 
continuing the Bengals theme, I think we saw um uh, we saw Chase having 12 targets going for 140 yards last night against the defense, uh one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Chase is priced at 7,800, which is his lowest price for months, absolutely months. I don't know, I think it's the lowest, lowest price for months, uh, and last season included. I think Chase could go for 150 yards and have two touchdowns if Burrow's throwing the ball against that Tennessee defense. So I still think people will shy away from him. People will not want to play him, not want to play Joe Burrow. And I think that's the time to play these two together. Uh, so 7,800, Jamar Chase is my first one. Uh, the other one I like is uh, 6,700, uh, Puka Nakua for uh, the Rams. I think it's still too cheap considering his roles. Um, Indy have one of the worst perimeter defenses in the league. I know he likes to play a lot in slot, Puka, but I think this could be a game where he gets targeted a lot. Indy are notoriously hard to run against, uh, so I think the Rams will be peppering uh, peppering Puka Nakua. And what we've seen is Matthew Stafford is one of the best QBs to have for as a partner for any wide receiver when it comes to fantasy sports. So I think if Puka's healthy, he's an excellent option. And my final uh, pick it for the cheap guys is uh, th- 3,900, Marvin Mims Jr. We've seen him have a few big uh, receptions and touchdown passes. The only problem with him is that he's had about 16 or 17 snaps in the last few weeks. So he hasn't had many snaps. But I think this week it's going to change. And against Chicago, who don't have a good, um, you know, don't have a good defense, I think Marvin Mims Jr., particularly if his role increases, this might be a good time to buy him. The last few weeks he's had um, 23.5 points and 16.6 points. So you gain a receiver that's put up over 15 points over the last few weeks for under 4K on limited touches. I think uh, he's a smash, especially if you think that Ross Wilson has any juice left in him. Yeah, I quite like Mims at that price. It is very, very cheap. Uh, What about yourself, Dowie? What are you thinking at wide receiver this week? So I'm going to target the game, obviously, being the highest scoring. So I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. Um, he's 5,500, which I think is a great price. He's had two games. Obviously, he missed the second week two with concussion. But in both games, he's had over 80 yards. He scored two touchdowns in the first game. Jimmy G actually loves Jacoby Myers, and he knows that scheme so well. Um, you got to think as well, Raiders haven't had many possessions in the um, last three weeks. So I think we could have more against the Chargers. I think it's the high-scoring game, so I have to target both receivers in this game. So I'm all over Jacoby Myers. My cheaper option, Josh Palmer, 4,000. He saw four targets for 66 yards. Mike Williams now sidelined, so there's going to be an increase in targets for him. He's already had double the targets as well as Quentin Johnston this season. Um, It's a pass-heavy offence. They've got to throw the ball so for me, I will go for Josh Palmer just because I think the Chargers have a bit more faith in him at the minute. I think Quentin Johnston will be that wide receiver too as the weeks move on. But this week, I think Josh Palmer will get the um, extended snaps. Also, a wide receiver against the Raiders' defence is just a no-brainer, really. So he'll get a lot of them deep balls. So 
Yeah, Josh Palmer, 4,000 is extremely cheap. Yeah, I was, I was listening to some NFL podcast, another one, and they were talking about uh, the coaching staff seeing Quentin Johnson more as a sort of screen and yak guy, more like a, but like a Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. So they don't see him as a deep threat. So I think they're still developing him at the moment. So I think Josh Palmer at that price range makes a lot of sense and he'll likely get you seven, eight targets and could get in the end zone. I also think, um, you know, someone who's gone up in price, but not too much price, but still cheap for me, Adam Phelan, four and a half thousand. It's still cheap and they're playing Minnesota and he is Mr. Reliable Target for the Panthers, isn't he? Look at his last two weeks. I mean, he's done extremely well. He's had a 34-pointer and a 20-pointer. He was targeted 14 times last week. He is the reliable target, um, especially if, Dalton has to play again this week, then they're going to see Thielen involved again a lot, I think. Um, and he's played, as I say, playing Minnesota, who's who's the second worst defence on this slate against wide receivers. So it's a very, very cheap way of targeting one of the worst of defences this week with Thielen. But then if I'm going expensive, I agree with Dowie. That Chargers-Vegas game, I want a wide receiver. I need some shares in that game. And if I'm not going to go in the cheap shares like Dowie, I'm going expensive and I'm going uh, Devontae Adams. And I'm, you know what, stacking with Jimmy G. You have Jimmy G there, nice and cheap. Then you can afford to have Adams. You can probably afford to have CMC as well. That's my thinking behind my picks this week. Um, And of course, who's worse than Minnesota? The only team worse than Minnesota statistically uh, on this slate. It is the Chargers. They are the worst two. And that is why I'm targeting them for wide receivers this week. Yeah, I, I think with the Chargers, it looks like JC Jackson might not be playing either. And uh, Derwin James looks injured. So their secondary is in a bit of trouble. Yeah, worth targeting. Yeah, I think Devontae Adams could have a field day. Tight ends then. Riku, where are you going this week? Who am I going? You know what? I've been I've been thinking about these tight ends because every tight end, as we said last week, is just so gross that it's hard to, uh, it's hard to actually find uh, anybody that's worth picking. I'd rather play another DST than a tight end, but here we are. I'll go for Gerald Everett, uh, 3,600, face your charges. I think the targets have to go somewhere. Williams and Keenan Allen were having similar amounts of targets and routes run. So, you know, half day, you know, I'd say about a third of their passing volume has to go somewhere. Everett hasn't been very involved over the last few weeks. Um, at 3,600, I could see him be a good option against the uh, Raiders. Uh, the other one I'll go for is Pat Frymouth, uh, who is 3,400 for the Steelers, playing against the Houston Texans. Uh, Kenny Pickett hasn't looked good. Matt Canada hasn't, you know, his offensive play calling has been terrible as usual. But Pat Frymouth, if we're looking at the best ball season, you know, he was drafted in the same range as Njuku, Lofty, so Titan 6, Titan 7 range. So I think that for that price against the Houston defence, uh, he could be quite a good punt option. But again, I'm starting to think that I'll just mix and match tight ends depending on who my quarterback is, rather than, uh, unless it's someone like Rostas Kraltman, but rather than be too fixated on who I pick because it seems like every week spending up for tight end is the wrong option. And, you know, if you're lucky, somebody will get you nine, 10 points. Yeah. 
I completely agree. I don't really want to spend much money on tight ends anymore. Even if you spent up for Kelsey last week, it's only 19.9 points, but for Kelsey's price, isn't anything to write home about, especially when you needed as much points as you could last week. You're better off getting something cheap and spending your money elsewhere. You may as well just have a little gamble on a cheap guy. So for me, I'm just going to go cheap again. I went 2,900 last week. I'm going 2,800 this week. We've spoke about, you know, will Eckler play, will he not? And particularly if he doesn't play, you know, you've got to think Parham Jr. could uh, have a good week this week, especially uh, against the matchup against the uh, Raiders, who have basically shipped points against every, all the positions. He's had two weeks this week, this uh, this year, uh, 11 points and 14 points. For that return of 2,800, I'm happy with that. I don't really care um, about that tight end position. Um, so if I'm in the region of 10, 11 points off somebody, I'm happy and I'm glad I've only spent 2,800. What about yourself, Dowie? What do you think about tight ends this week? Well, I'm going to shout out Mark Watson again because before the game, he said I've just put Parham in my lineup. I think he was 2,400. Then he was one of the first touchdowns on the slate, wasn't he? Yeah. And I thought, wow. And my tight end last week scored me zero points. I hate tight ends. I don't really want to talk about tight ends. And I hope they cut them off the roster one day. I am going to go with Kincaid at 3,200. Only because, looking at the lineups I've set so far, I haven't really touched the Bills and Dolphins game. So if that catches fire and I've got no pieces, it's going to disappoint me. So Kincaid is... You know, it's a volatile position tight end. Kincaid might go off, get a touchdown or two in a game what goes off massive. That's just the type of gamble I'm going to take at tight end. Look at the high-scoring games, target someone from that, and hopefully they catch fire. So we're all in agreement, and this is going to be a theme every week, and then everyone's going to say we've got an agenda up against tight ends, but at the moment it's extremely warranted. And obviously, shout out to Mystic Mark. Apparently, the National Lottery are placing here. Mystic Meg with Mystic Mark. Well, we'll we'll be positive about tight ends on the 22nd of October when it's National Tight End Day. So we'll be positive on that one day only, but otherwise we're not going to be positive about tight ends. Um, I don't think Dowie can promise that, unfortunately. DSTs then. I, I like the Browns this week. Um, it's not exactly the most exciting game, is it, for the Browns? I just think Against Baltimore at the moment, they just look completely disjointed. They don't look like they're playing very well. 20th against DSTs so far this season. I, and 2,800, I don't have to spend very much on them. I, I, I thought they looked awful at the weekend, the Ravens. I mean, the Colts made them look bad. And the Browns so far have had 9, 7 and 12. So at least you know you've got some reliability there. Um, and we know also the Browns do have the capability of going off. I think they've got some decent defensive talent, obviously. Um, sacks opportunities are there, interception opportunities are there. Um, and hopefully they'll have a very, very good game against the Ravens. And I think it might be a very, very turgid game, to be honest. It's not going to be one for the eyes, which could hopefully mean it is a good one for points if you pick the Browns. What about yourself? Who do you think you're going to go with this week? Well, I'm looking at the minute at Tampa at 3,300. Defensively, they've been sound this year. They could be playing Jamie Winston, who we know loves an interception. Also, if Carr's playing, he's going to be hurt. And you know when Carr's hurt and the pressure gets to him, he fumbles. 
And you know what? There'll be enough sacks, pressures, interceptions from him as well. Also, Saints haven't put massive numbers up. I don't think they've scored more than 20 points this year. So it's quite a matchup I like uh, for Tampa, especially if Jamie's playing. I quite like the uh, Tampa defence as well. That's probably where I'd go if I wasn't going Browns. Riku, what about yourself? I've got the same picks as you two, and I think Browns have been, in real life, one of the best NFL defences all year. Uh, Ravens have offensive line injuries. Lamar's fumbled the ball a few times. So I I can see, you know, I can see the Browns being the most popular defence, but this week it won't matter too much. Uh, The other thing to look at defences this time of year is the weather. So sometimes you might get horrific weather or lots of winds and rain in a game, and it's too early to say this point of the week, but if you do get those, sometimes the cheaper defences and others can benefit from those, unless it's too windy and nobody's throwing the ball, so they're just running the ball. But, you know, we saw last week with the Bulls, not the ideal weather conditions, they benefited. But yeah, I think it's a, there's no sneaky play this week when it comes to DST. I think Browns are the best one. But we'll see how the week, how the week shapes up. I think we should give you uh, the Fields of Fantasy uh, Twitter. And you could do a weather watch for us on a Sunday, little Fred. The, the weatherman. Weatherman reeking. The DFX <laughs> Calling out Kellen Moore. Yeah. Get it in your little Twitter bio, weatherman reeking. Could I um say something before we end? No. Yeah, crack on. Go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> this yeah. is a nice thing, though. I want to thank all the people who are joining every week. Our league has tripled since last season. And I know it's a struggle. I'm not making no money this season. I'm on a loss. But let's all keep grinding. Let's keep plugging away. And let's get some money. Let's make bank. Let's keep joining. Let's keep trying to win. Also, it's a five-place payoff this week. So you've got more chance of winning. And um, make sure you do join. And if you're unsure where to find it, link is in the description of the podcast. And it is also always on our Twitter, which is UK. So without further ado, that is us this week. Good luck this week on the DFS streets. And we'll see you next week for another Sunday Slate.